Namaste. Prayers and meditations. So, we always have this big difficulty between knowledge and action. Knowledge is that way easier. You sit, meditate, contemplate, you come up with the aha or an experience, an insight. You get up and say, all is God. You come out and you meet somebody who has been your <laughs> arch rival. And you say, I, all is God. Is this fellow also God? The problem of action. So, you will see that while knowledge exploration has been left to man to discover by himself, but always you will see that every society gives certain prescriptions and proscriptions for guiding our action. At least all developed societies, even the primitive societies have their own little rule. The rule may be very absurd. Like in a, there is a rule in uh, place in far east in India, where how do they have marriages? So there is a night when all boys and girls are freely together. You run away with the girl of your choice and don't get discovered till morning so you can become husband and wife. Now it's a rule. If you can't do it, too bad. Remain unmarried. So this is a rule. There are places, Maori tribe, you are grown up adult. It is never based on your 18 years of age. When you want the rights of the adult, it's called the right of passage. So you, you go into the forest, stay overnight blindfolded with a stick in your hand and manage come escape the lion and the snakes you are good adult so rules are there even primitive societies had their rules um, it could be might is right primitive most primitive societies were like that you know might is right nobody questioned you know those days that why this person killed him like that there were no human rights and all these things <laughs> But then as the mind develops, it wants to create more and more rules, more and more rules. Because that's the only way mind can operate. And in the end, it feels the soul of man gets stifled in a whole maze of rules. Even in a simple thing like medicine. <coughs> I am reminded of my little cough. I have received 50 advices. And thank you for all the advices. <laughs> no rules. Take a kada, do this, do that. Even ultimately at the end of the day and every is done with so much of goodness. The last was yesterday, drink water is the simplest advice. Why? Because your throat gets dry. So, <laughs> see, so I, I used to say, you know, my, my rule is very simple. It's so much better, right? So my rule is very simple. If you don't remind me, I'll be fine. I'll be okay. <laughs> If you ask me, how's your cough? <coughs> I have a tendency to cough. Why? Because my cells have the memory and my mind gives a message. Oh, you have had cough. You are supposed to have cough. Don't you forget, better not forget. This is an example I am giving. Because uh, there are rules in nature, habits, tendencies. And it's all done very beautifully. Good, goodness. Something very beautiful in human nature. Because we feel for each other and you know. <coughs> try to help but the point here is that mind makes many rules for anything and this is a small example you see you you have an illness you go to a homeopath homeopath will tell you some other 
रूल्स जनरली गुड रूल्स अवॉइड खट्टा टेक दिस नो दैट्स जनरली यू गो टू एन एलोपैथ ईट एवरीथिंग बट ईट माई मेडिसिन All this is rule. You go to an Ayurveda physician. He'll say, "How is your bowels?" He'll give you nice bowel clearing agents, and water, and this kriya, that kriya. So in medicine also, you'll have rules. I'm taking three major systems of medicine. There are many others. Then this is only medicine. Life. You must wake up at this time. You must do that. You must do this. Sometimes a highly mental sattvic society makes so many rules. that at a given point of time you are totally confused what i should do or what i should not do and that's what happened to arjuna paralyzed has a kshatriya my dharma is to protect yes but against whom against my own maternal uncle against my grandsire and for whose sake do you fight a war you protect for your own people they are going to be killed both sides so you see Arjuna's dilemma is between two rival rights, because at the end, mind by making too many rules, it loses the truth. So, what should be our role in terms of action? Several places the mother has <coughs> guided us. <coughs> Here she says, in her own beautiful way, February eleventh, nineteen fourteen. as soon as we rise above the perception of contingencies what is perception of contingencies you have to do this you have to manage this you have to all the contingencies of life that we have as soon as we identify our consciousness with thy supreme consciousness as soon as we thus enter into that consciousness which i cannot define otherwise than as absolute knowledge how all problems regarding what we should or should not do or something or concerning all the resolutions to be taken appear easy a little childish because you discover that oh i thought i am doing i am resolving that is ultimate perception in the gita what does she krishna at the end say look here arjun i have told you all these things but know that i have decided it's not your war anymore If you want to withdraw, fine. I'll ensure that Karna's mind changes and he comes this side. <laughs> Because Karvas are destined to lose, but I'm giving you a chance. So that highest perception is where all these become uh, these resolutions: do this, don't do this. They become puerile, childish. The only thing important still we want to know something. Now there's something you must tell us how exactly. we navigate our life the only thing important <laughs> from the standpoint <coughs> the only thing important from the standpoint of the eternal work is to become conscious of thee to be identified with thee and to maintain constantly this conscious identification so the only question that we need to ask will this action this line of action will lead me closer to her or it will not lead me closer to her the only question we need to ask and if not you may be in a situation of your own making how we can turn it into a growing closeness for her that is also true there are people living 
in their own circumstances where it's not possible always to you know uh, i mean ashram you can do certain things outside you cannot so the only thing important is this but in what concerns the best use to be made of our physical organism thy mode of manifestation upon earth it is enough when thou alone art conscious in us to turn our regard towards this body to know indisputably what is the thing it can do best what is the activity which will employ most completely all its energies this answers that question also so we have to see how best we can serve the divine <clears throat> what will be the best utilization of the bodily activity and actually in this answer all question all answers will lie and without attaching any great importance to this activity some will want to know outwardly what i should do <coughs> and without attaching any great importance to this activity to this quite relative utilization we can take without any difficulty without any inner discussion the decisions which to the outer consciousness appear most daring most hazardous this is something which is an eye opener what could be actions which are most daring and most hazardous and yet would be the best utilization of those activities war itself is one such action adventure is such action because your nature calls you towards that and you feel there are people who get connected like that and they feel so much connected when they are you know moving up the mountains there are people like that they feel so connected there are others who do a certain kind of work with the hand and they feel connected so we can't make rules when people make such rules oh uh, you you should do this even everywhere people may make rules uh, you should not speak if that's your impulsion that's the way you can serve so in the beginning for example people used to used to tell me no no speech is not important as you see god gave me two hands two feet and one mouth so these are all my karma indriyas so some serve with feet how do i serve with feet every time we i go to the ashram i serve with my feet because my body is being carried by my feet to be at the feet of the master every time i do a work with the hands i am serving with the hands why should i ask this fellow not to serve if that is how it is impelled so everything can become a means of service and the best utilization and with everything we must serve with vision we must serve with the heart we must serve if we go to that extent every person for whom you feel love it can become an act also of the mother's work so there are various ways so what is important is what is the best utilization so depending upon people whatever is ready and then she says how all is simple to him who sees things from the height of thy eternity when we come down then we make rules you must do this you must not do this probably it is required at a level of state of consciousness but at another level everything that is at least that used to be the way i used to aspire everything that you have given to me my eyes my ears mouth heart vital energy physical body all the different everything should serve you so that should be the that is one way we can look at life 
So how everything can be utilized for the service of the divine. And everything can be utilized. Even silence can be a service. Sometimes a great service. <laughs> so we can't make a rule for anything. Because when we regard from the eye of eternity, we look at that it is not the outer action. I, I have often spoken of this story with which we can close this. So Meera wants to, everybody is pushing her get married. So Meera says, let me know a little bit about what marriage is about. Because she is so much lean in Krishna Bhakti. So she asked one of her aunts, aunt tell me, should I get married? No, my child never. No, no, she, she tells something else. Sorry. She says, yes, my child, you should get married. I have a husband, you know, from morning 6 o'clock, he wakes me up with a cup of tea. And when I go to sleep, he presses my feet. And you know, he cooks breakfast, prepares lunch. You must get married. She says, is there really such a man ever on earth? This is model never made. Women can be this model. But man, this model, it, she is fooling me. So she asks another aunt, whom she knows has an unhappy life. She says, should I get married? Yes, you must get married. My husband doesn't care for me. Everything I do for him, he doesn't bother, doesn't care, doesn't even as much as say thank you. He's always criticizing. But it's so nice because of that, you know, all my heart goes to Krishna. So then she realizes it's not what you do or do not do. And actually her marriage takes place like that. Her marriage was a marriage of convenience between two kings to unite kingdoms. Many of these Rajputana marriages were like that. They were not marriages of... Daughters and her sons, they were marriages for convenience to bring kingdoms together. So she was married just to make sure that two rival kingdoms can join together. And she says, okay. But she always loved Krishna. So the husband says that you are my wife. He says, I don't know, I am married to Krishna. His childhood is totally confused. Who is this Krishna? Starts feeling even jealous of him. And she says, okay, but I am doing everything for you, no? He says, no, I don't want duty. I want beauty. Says, she says, beauty is all for Krishna. <laughs> so that is the story of Meera. Basically that if you want to look at life from the regard of eternity, there is not what you do or do not do, but what is your state with reference to the divine. The only thing that matters is this. And that only each one will know in their own heart. There is no other outer person. What may work for one person will not work for another. You can't make rules about it. I salute thee, O Lord, with a glad and confident devotion. Sometimes what words mother uses? Glad devotion and confident devotion. If I am inside having this sincere aspiration to be one with thee, and with that my devotion goes to you, then I am confident. See, this confident reminds me of what uh, Sri Krishna tells Arjuna. The world will think you are a killing machine <laughs> but I will free you from all. Do as per my bidding. So that is the confidence with regard to action. May the peace of thy divine love be on all beings. Always we see the mother beautifully leading everything to divine love. 
and how beautifully she says peace of divine love all emotional turbulence is because we have a veil between us and the divine love that's why she says divine love is the best emotional protection <coughs> divine love is the best emotional protection so we land with these two lines how all is simple to him who sees things from the height of thy eternity i salute thee o lord with a glad and confident devotion may the peace of thy divine love be on all beings namaste